All right, and this one is one where it looks like we have Phoenix Kaleeder. Yes. Yep, and I keep saying, hey, we're going to get Phoenix Kaleeder on here to talk about something. Um, uh, Phoenix Kaleeder reacting to the Ruby Doss verdict. Oh, no. Not Ruby Doss. Oh, no, just uh, oh, I, just I told people you were. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not why I'm here. Yep. But I can. Um, no, actually, I'm honestly surprised because I did not think that he was going to be convicted, particularly because it was a cold case, right? Um, the, ow, there's a cat trying to eat my foot. Sorry. Because um, <laughs> the case was from the 1980s, right? Like 1987, I believe, I think. Um, and so I honestly didn't uh, anticipate a cop being convicted because she was a sex worker, because she was working outdoors, and she was black. I really, um, maybe I'm a little bit too cynical and jaded for my own good that I didn't have any hope, but he did get convicted, and I hope that that is bringing uh, a measure of comfort to her family. It's really disappointing that it took so long, though, um, but... I you know, here we are. Um, I would actually love to see, since we live in such a um, true crime type of era, right? There's all these like true crime TV shows and podcasts and, um, you know, books and articles and newsletters and things. I Something that I think would actually be really cool is if people who were serious about true crime and cold cases started going back through cases of murdered sex workers um, because I think that, you know, if those cases started being solved, we would see, one, a lot of law enforcement, um, you know, being accused, tried, and convicted of murdering sex workers. And I think that we would probably find a lot more um, instances of serial killers that we hadn't known about or hadn't considered before, because those are some of the people most likely to target sex workers. Uh, you know, there's always sort of this... Um, stereotype that, you know, sex workers are, you know, dying because of their lifestyle, but what's really not uh, brought into that or addressed by that is which people target sex workers because they know that it's a safer victim to go after a sex worker, particularly a street-based sex worker, than it is to go after um, other demographics of, of people, you know, um, like that. You don't see a lot of serial killers targeting, for example, Sunday school teachers or librarians. There's a reason that they tend to target sex workers. And there's also a reason that they go so long without being discovered. And that was like this case with Ruby Doss. You know, she was murdered in the 1980s and it's two, at the end of 2023, almost into 2024, that finally there was, um, you know, closure on that case. So I would actually, you know, if you're really into true crime, I would highly advocate that y'all start looking at cases of murdered sex workers and, you know, start putting pressure on those cases being resolved. I, you know, there's no way that that could possibly hurt society if we're finding serial killers and or finding uh, police officers who are abusing their badge and power and hurting and murdering sex workers. Like, it's, it's a net gain for society either way, right? Like, we want to know who the serial killers are. We want to know who the murdering cops are. So, you know. I think this is just another example of why we should have that if everyone is going to be so obsessed with true crime. But yeah, like I said, I really hope that her family finds some closure in this. I know it'll never be enough, but I'm glad that even after all these years, there still is finally a verdict. So that's all I got. Indeed. And then um, the the story at hand. The actual story at hand, the Donald Castleberry, um, which we have covered before. So this is really just sort of like the final update, if you will. Um, so Donald, Donna Castleberry was a sex worker who was murdered in 2018 by Andrew Mitchell, who was a cop at the time. This is in Columbus, Ohio. 
And when I say that eh, he murdered her, that's not like hyperbole or speculation or he allegedly killed her. Like we all know he killed her. He said he killed her. Um, the point of contention was that he said it was self-defense because she attacked him. Uh, the prosecution felt that he just murdered her and didn't need to shoot her. Um, if you don't remember that case, this was 2018. Uh, she was a sex worker. She was working outdoors. He basically pulled her into his squad car in the front seat to try to elicit uh, sexual favors from her, uh, you know, basically telling her that if she didn't perform sex acts for him, she was going to be arrested. She was handcuffed in the front seat of his car and um, but basically started having doubts and thought that he was going to hurt her. So she fought back against him. He ended up shooting her multiple times in the car. Um, he was actually acquitted the first time and then he went back on trial, uh, was retried. I'm sorry, I said acquitted, not acquitted. It was a hung jury. You can't be retried if you're acquitted. It was a hung jury the first time. Um, and so they retried him in April of, I almost said this year, it's 2024. <laughs> yeah. In April of 2023, he was retried and found not guilty. Um, one of the things that really struck me about the retrial is that while he was on trial for killing her, in Columbus, Ohio, he was also facing federal charges because he has a history of basically kidnapping sex workers and raping them. And so he was also under investigation from the Department of Justice. But the people, uh, the jurors who were at her second trial were not allowed to know about his federal charges. And that was uh, very frustrating because a lot of people assumed, and I am one of them, that if the jury had known he was already under federal investigation from the Department of Justice for this similar type of behavior of finding sex workers, putting them in his car, and then essentially raping them uh, or threatening them with arrest if they didn't provide uh, the sexual contact that he wanted, that that probably would have influenced the jury's decision. But the judge didn't allow it. He was acquitted. And a lot of people were very upset about it. But um, even though he was not convicted of murdering Donald Castleberry, despite doing it and admitting doing it, uh, he still had the federal charges and that has now come to a close. So uh, I'm just going to actually read straight from the DOJ's, DOJ's website. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, a former Columbus vice detective pleaded guilty in federal court today to crimes related to kidnapping victims under the guise of an arrest. Andrew K. Mitchell, 59 years old of Sunbury, pleaded guilty to two counts of depriving individuals of their civil rights while acting under color of law and one count of obstructing justice. As part of the plea agreement, the parties involved have recommended a sentence between 7 to 11 years in prison. Mitchell was employed by the Columbus Division of Police from 1988 until 2019 and was assigned from to the vice unit from 2017 to 2019. Which just makes me wonder how many more victims there are. He was a cop for a very long time and spent two years in the vice unit and he likes to kidnap sex workers. How many cases will we never end up hearing about? I gotta wonder. Yeah. Um, as part of his duties in that role, Mitchell conducted law enforcement actions for solicitation offenses. According to court documents in 2017, Mitchell picked up a sex worker who was working in the hilltop near Sullivant in Whitethorn Avenues. Mitchell was in plain clothes in an unmarked black sedan. He told the victim he was a police officer and acted as he was doing a check for any outstanding warrants on the victim. That's exactly what he did to Donald Castleberry, by the way. Uh, Mitchell used this ruse to handcuff the victim to the doorknob of his vehicle. He drove the victim to a parking lot with multiple dumpsters and forcibly held and detained the victim against her will before dropping her off. 
Similarly, in 2007, September of 2017, Mitchell picked up a second sex worker in the hilltop. Mitchell again was in plain clothes and driving a dark SUV. He began discussing the victim's rates for sexual activity before announcing he was an officer with the vice unit and told her she was going to jail. Mitchell then kidnapped the victim and drove her to Lindbergh Park, holding her against her will. Mitchell admitted in his plea argument to also obstructing justice. Specifically, during the federal investigation into Mitchell's civil rights crimes, he directed several individuals to assist him in cleaning out one of the rental properties he owned. The individuals disposed of evidence, including photos, clothing, bedding, and rental records, and used bleach extensively in the, part in the apartment to clean a bed, a couch, an ottoman, and the floor. Now, for me, when people start using bleach to clean, I get nervous. Because mm -hmm. that usually means you're cleaning up bloodstains. And we already know he killed Donna Castleberry. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I have no evidence he killed another person. I probably never will have any evidence he killed another person. But based on his pattern of getting sex workers into his car, threatening to rape them, kidnapping them, driving them around, not letting them leave, and having actually murdered Donna Castleberry, I am very concerned about the um, that they were using bleach to clean up a rental property that he owns. Concerned. Uh, Mitchell was charged federally and arrested in March of 2019. Sentencing of the defendant will be determined by the court based on advisory sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Kenneth L. Parker, United States Attorney for the Southern District of Ohio. Uh, J. William Rivers, Special Agent in Charge for the FBI, Cincinnati Division. And Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, the Ohio Auditor of the State. State Keith Faber and Columbus Police Police Chief Elaine Bryant announced the guilty plea entered before U.S. District Judge Edmund A. Sargas, Junior Assistant uh, United States Attorneys Kevin Ke Kevin Kelly and Noah Litton. So he has pled guilty. We're looking at something between seven and eleven years. The official sentencing hasn't come down. Uh, obviously, we'll do an update when that happens. But again, he has a long history of this, and he has been a cop since 1998. I can only begin to imagine what other crimes he has gotten away with. Uh, yeah, but um, and then, of course, ooh, keep in mind that this uh, the instances that he uh, is pleading guilty to for this both happened in 2017 in July and September of 2017. But when he married Donald Cassaberry, that was 2018. So, um, you know, if we're using the sort of you keep ramping up as you go, the more crimes you do, like the more violent they get, the more aggressive they get. If he was in 2017 kidnapping sex workers and 2018 kidnapping and murdering sex workers, who knows what was happening in that rental apartment from 2019 to 2022. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, about, yeah, yeah. But like even 2017 is not too far from 2015. No. Right. No. What was he doing in 2010? Mm -hmm. Two decades. Exactly. What was he doing before he was a cop? Right. What was he doing in high school? college you gotta wonder so um yeah uh that's and also i just want to point out that that was his plea deal he only pled guilty to three things but originally he was charged with three counts of depriving civil rights five counts of witness tampering two counts of influencing or injuring an officer juror or witness he did try to do jury tampering and one count of destruction or removal of property to prevent seizure so, yeah, but he ended up pleading guilty to the two counts of uh, depriving civil rights and one count of witness tampering. So um, we will see what happens. Yeah.
sounds like a, a, a career criminal. Yeah. All right. And uh, remember, uh, we'll keep uh, trying to get Phoenix Kaleeder back on more of these. Yes. Phoenix Kaleeder is back and uh, walking smooth. Yes. Looking better, feeling better. Yes. Yep. All right, folks, uh, it is 2024 Sex Workers Outreach Project. Go to swapusa.org slash donate. And you can go ahead and get a what is it? Tax deed. A tax deduction. Yes, it's a yep. tax deductible because we are a 501c3. So, yes, if you want to claim it on your taxes, you can do that. All right. I always, uh, if Fiends Cleeter wasn't here, I would have hit pause, Googled, make sure I'm using the right <laughs> word, come back, unpause. Oh, look, that was a smooth recording. And hey, that was a smooth recording. Please be as safe as possible wherever you are.